Have you ever seen a woman walk into a room and their energy just grabbed everyone's attention and thought, wow, she looked like she blessed and don't have no stress? Well, she might have been a member of my new High Vibe Living Club. You know why? Because the High Vibe Living Club caters to black women who need to overhaul, reinvent, and rehab their lives. And we also give you all the pieces to design the unique life you want. We're the perfect community for women on the level up. And if you're anything like me, you love to indulge in some self-care, luxurious living, and even some travel. While the podcast is podding, this community will give you the like-minded network that you've been looking for. Plus, it has tons of tools, guides, and practices that will start changing your life today. It's insanely packed with over 20 plus programs and over 80 hours of material. And you know at this point, the noise on the internet on how to level up and live the life and lifestyle you want just ain't gonna cut it. As soon as you get access to the high vibrational quality content of the High Vibe Living Club, you'll be like, oh my God, this is more like it. But what I also love is that High Vibe Living takes luxury to the next level. All the programs, trainings, blueprints, and templates are jam-packed with everything you need. But what is even better about all of this is that not only do you take control of your life and level up, you also get access to our best-selling course, The Money Cure, along with more programs that will change your money game and VIP invites to our luxury destination events and retreats. You can literally change your life and relationships all while leveling up your bank account, okay? You're probably like, why I need to do that? Because times are changing and everyone needs to have their money right, honey. And we're giving you the capability to do that, so you should do that. You know better, you do better. And that's how we make moves better. Your new club membership to High Vibe Living is waiting and you have plenty of programs to choose from that you can indulge in from anywhere and everywhere. And if you sign up before September 1st, you'll be able to get an entire year for $10 by going to bit.ly forward slash join HVL. That's right, you heard me. Yep, 10 bucks for a whole year. And let me tell you a little secret. The monthly price won't even be that after the first. You're probably thinking, well, why are you selling it so cheap? Because I love y'all and I want to thank you for rocking with me because I rock with you. So sign up before September 1st and get exclusive access to these bonuses because they're going to be gone after the first two, sis. Again, go to bit.ly forward slash join HVL to sign up now. Hey everyone, welcome back. Um, I hope you guys are having an amazing summer. I definitely am. And, you know, this summer has been a great time for me to kind of slow down a little bit and just like find a good pace and a good flow. I think that I've really, what self-care looks like for me now And being able to slow down and really experience life rather than just like moving through life and doing all these things. Like the way that I plan my day has changed so much instead of me just like loading up my to-do list of things or planning a lot of things to get done in a day. I find that I leave more white space, you know, what I call white space and just like, you know, not trying to fill it, fill up time. If I know there's something, you know, if I think that I could get something done in 30 minutes, giving myself an hour, because maybe I'll get it done in 30 minutes. Maybe I get it done in 45, but the goal is really to get it done and not necessarily get it done in 30 minutes. You know what I mean? And if I have something that I need to get done that urgently or that quickly, 
And I think that is helping me to become a, a, a better version of myself because I just see, you know, um, I have more room for creativity. I have more room, it's like space in my life to kind of let things, let ideas come to me and not feeling like I have, I have to have it all figured out or like I'm on a time crunch, just taking my time. Another key thing that I've really come to understand is that who you want to become is already inside of you. I know that people I've heard, you may have heard that before, but I feel that I've definitely made a shift from gradually, slowly, <laughs> little by little, not perfectly. I've made a shift from not looking for validation or the desires that I that I that I have externally and starting to look within myself have more clarity on what I need to do in order to achieve what I want does that make sense and I think that has a lot to do with your your self-image and really understanding your self-image in a personal way so what I mean by self-image I'm talking about just like your self-esteem and how you think about yourself, right? So when I'm talking about becoming the best version of yourself and that all the things that you want are um, everything that you want to become is already inside of you. If you have a negative or a not so positive self-image, it's hard to see that who you want to become is already inside of you, Right. Like if you think that if you tell yourself all the time that you're not a morning person, that you are you're bad at at uh, networking or you're socially awkward, anything like that. If you if those are the things that you tell yourself, it's hard to see how who you want to become is already inside you. If you think that this is a part of your DNA, you think that this is a part of your identity. And if it is something that you believe is a part of your identity that affects that is a part of your self-image. That's part of who you think you are as a person. And when it, and when you want to make changes in becoming the best version of yourself, if those things are a part of your identity, you're, t- you're already saying that they are things that cannot change, right? If you already had a vision of who you want to become, of course those things can change. And maybe those things aren't true at all, but you make them tr- true because you say it all the time or repeat it all the time. So you want to understand your self-image in a very personal way. And you want to understand the values that have controlled the course of your life. And we're going to talk more about values in a second. The place where you would need to start is having a vision of that may even be subconscious, right? If you want to change who you believe yourself to be, if you want to have a positive self-image of, your, of yourself, if you want to become the best version of yourself and that to become your self-image, you have to have a vision of what that looks like for you so that you can break those habits or those limiting beliefs that may be sub- subconscious. It's hard to recognize them if you don't even know, if you don't even have a vision of who you want to become. Because if we don't, we continue to do the things that are programmed within us. So have a clear vision of who you want to be. What does the best version of you look like? By doing this, you can then become aware of the values and ideas that you have that are shaping your life. 
a value is the importance that you put on certain qualities or characteristics um, of your life, right? Some of those areas that might be significant to your value or your value system are, you know, security, maybe security, maybe your career, um, achievement or success, however you define that, connections or relationships, integrity, humility, um, all of those things are values. Are you a compassionate person? Are you an empathetic person? Those are values, right? And a lot of these values are on autopilot and can prevent us from realizing that when we have a vision of who we who we want to be, a lot of these values are on autopilot and can prevent us from realizing that. And when we have a vision of who we are, the blocks keep coming up. It could be because our values are out of alignment with the direction we're trying to go in. And it could be just because those values just don't serve us anymore. And this is why sometimes even with a burning desire to change, we keep doing the same things that or perpetuating the same behaviors that keep us from actually getting to the place in our life where we want to be. Now, in order to change your life, it doesn't mean that you have to throw away all of your values but you can rearrange them. So in other words, think of the values that are more aligned with who you want to be and then prioritize that. So let's get into the 10 steps that you can take to really start to become the best version of yourself, the version, the version of yourself that you, the version that you envision for yourself (laughs) and really start to make that a reality. Right. So number one is become of, become aware of your current values and self image, like who you are currently. And once you understand those values and what your separate self image is currently, number two is to rearrange your values to create a new safe self image. And that's who you want to become. Who do you want to become? And where do those values not align? And where should you be focused? What values should you be focused more on mastering or building or, you know, paying more attention to? Now, number three is take actions every day that mirror that version of you so that you can condition yourself with new habits and behaviors that now become part of your subconscious. They become automatic. The things that you already have a habit of doing are very automatic. You don't think about them, right? You don't, there's certain things that are just a part of your your subconscious, you don't think about how to do it. Your mind has already mastered. Your brain has already mastered how to do these things. You do it automatically. You don't have to think about how to chew foods. You don't have to think about how to wave. You don't have to think about how to say certain words because you've mastered it. You've learned those things already. It is now automatic in you, right? And it doesn't take forever for those things to happen. Like if you're seeing kids, you know, it doesn't take them forever to, to figure those things out. By by six months, their motor skills are working. You know what I mean? So um, you can actually make a significant change in your life in six months time. And you can actually create new habits in a short amount of time. Even if it feels like something that is, that is challenging to do or accomplish. 
Number four is to declutter your space and mind from the things that no longer serve you on your journey. And this is very important. I say this all the time that like your space is a reflection of your mind. If you feel like your space is cluttered with stuff or it's just overwhelming for you, know that your mind is working in the same way. So when you clear your space or organize your space um, or remove the things that you no longer need and are just holding on to for whatever reasons, when you're able to remove those things or get some sort of control over those things, your mind becomes so much clearer and it's crazy how that happens, but it's, but it truly does. And when you're really trying to make a shift in your life, one of the best places to start is just your space. So decoding your space in your mind. Number five is reframing the way you look at experiences in your life. So pay attention to how you tell your story. You know, I actually got this tip from Eon Levanzant. One of their one of her um, specials that she had on own some years ago, maybe like in 2014 or something. Um, but it was something that she said about how important it is, how important the way we tell our story is like the effects of how you tell your story, right? If you say, for instance, you, your father wasn't in your life. If the story that you tell yourself all the time is that your father abandoned you and he he just left you when you, and you put yourself in this victim role, that is always going to be how you look at yourself and that can spill over into other situations, right? I think that, and, 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 and not only that, I feel like it, it's also just low energy and low vibration. When you think about it, why would you want to continue to tell yourself a story in a way that makes you feel defeated and, you know, just like low? Nobody wants, wants to feel that way. And whatever reasons, if this is your story, whatever reasons for the, this happening, if you're parent had abandoned you that's not your burden you know what I mean like someone's actions and why they made certain decisions that doesn't affect your self-image or it shouldn't affect your self-image because it's not a reflection of you it's more a reflection of them you know what I mean and that's the story you should be telling yourself it should be it should come from a more self-positive place, you know, and and I'm not saying that, you know, you shouldn't feel anything about these. I'm not ignoring feelings or um, any pain that you may have experienced from these things, but how you tell the story really does matter. For a long time, I use the, I use the example of abandonment for a long time. I told myself that story about my father, right? Um, Subconsciously, I didn't even realize that I was saying it in that way. But the story that I told really made it feel like there was something wrong with me or something unlovable about me or something lacking in me that caused my father not to really be an active parent. Over time, as I learned more and understood more and just got older and, you know, looked at life, especially once I became a parent and understood his story a little bit more, 
I realized that like he really was working with the best tools he had and I'm not excusing anything. I just have a better understanding of how he thought he he believed he was parenting and what my experience of his parenting was, right? And we have very different stories about that. <laughs> we had very different stories about that. And so in getting more understanding, it helped me to really tell it differently. It wasn't really about me as much as it was about it was about him and the tools he had in his toolbox. And we'll just leave it at that. <laughs> but um, once I kind of got to that place, there was a total shift in my life. Like, seriously, my life. <laughs> you know, 20-something years of kind of this these feelings of not enoughness to being able to really shift away from that. And so how you t- I know for a fact that how you tell your story can be very powerful. Number six is to connect with people who align with what with align with who you want to become. So create your supportive village, whether that is spending time in spaces or communities of people who want who like to do the things that you like to do or things that you're interested in doing. Maybe you want to take up a new hobby. You want to be a person who knows how to, I don't know, play the piano. So you find a community or, you know, a space where you can learn to play the piano or you can find someone who can teach you how to play piano because teachers are part of your supportive village as well. Um, Teachers, mentors, your network of people, um, your friends, your family, new friends, all of that. So create that supportive village and it doesn't have to be complicated. I know that sometimes people can feel like making friends can be making new friends can be hard, but there's communities of like-minded folks. Just find like, find a meetup, go to events, you know, on Eventbrite or something like anywhere, you know what I mean? And just be in spaces that the version of yourself that you want to become would spend time in. If the best version of yourself is a person who goes to five-star restaurants, this is just an example, <laughs> who likes to go to the five-star restaurant, go to that restaurant and have a drink at the bar. You can afford that. Like even if, if that's not where your money's at right now, where you can't go to the five-star restaurant when you want and like, you know, eat the food that you want to eat, you can at least sit at the bar and have a drink. That's doable. Start small. And maybe you meet people. Maybe you meet people there. Maybe you, you know, start to, you don't have to think too hard about how this happens. I think it's more about finding the spaces and then letting that supportive network build from there. Number seven, journal and reflect on the changes that start to happen in your life. And this is huge. When I was younger, I think I I started journaling when I was like 15. And I don't know, like today, I don't necessarily, I wouldn't necessarily call it journaling. To be, it, it was journaling, but it was more of a rage book. <laughs> I would had all these feelings and all I did was write down all these, you know, these 
horror stories and negative feelings in my journal, right? And it was so, it was so much that, and really ever positive and uplifting that I couldn't even read what I wrote. I couldn't read it back. I couldn't go back and read it. And I journaled like that probably for five, uh, maybe, maybe even longer than that. Maybe till I was about 25, maybe like 10 years of my journaling life. I journaled like that. Um, and when I read, like, I think it was 25 when I actually read back some of my journals and was just like horrified. And that was when it kind of shifted where I used my journal to kind of reflect. I started using it to reflect and to, you know, share some of the positive things that were happening. If I, if I heard a quote that I liked or, you know, maybe I'm listening to a podcast and there's a something that said that I just liked I might write that quote down like I my for a long time my journal came with me everywhere you know and it and I would just write down notes I would sometimes it would just be bullets sometimes it would be a quick three lines sometimes it'd be a whole three pages you know it all depends on what you need at the time and I think that journaling and reflecting on the changes that are starting to occur can be so transformational when you go back and look at some of the things that you wrote and look at your journey and the progress and the process that you've been through it can be so inspiring and motivating and encouraging and um you know that's that's one aspect of it but also just being able to reflect and get things out of your head and onto paper And being able to look at it from a different perspective. Because sometimes getting it out on paper just helps you look at it from a different perspective. I think that can be very powerful for you when you're on a path that you've never been on before. When you're on a journey that you haven't been on before, it can be very helpful. Some of the changes that you're making will feel scary. And it's great to just have a place to share your thoughts and your feelings. And journaling is just a great source for that. Another thing I like to use the journal for is scripting. Now, I don't know if you've ever done this before. And I don't know if there's another term for this. I call it scripting because it just (laughs) makes sense that that's what I'm doing. I don't know if that's the real name for it. If anybody knows of another another term for this, I just made this up. But um, if there's a real term for it, please let me know. So scripting is um, a great journaling exercise that helps to get helps to get you into the energy and the vibration of the person you want to become. This can truly be motivational and really be helpful. I think that's something that you definitely should try along with, you know, reflecting in your journal. Try some scripting. You don't have to do this, but I feel like. It can be great when you don't feel motivated, when you don't feel like you're quite there yet or you're feeling like you may may be stagnant or not quite. Things aren't moving the way you want to. This is a great exercise for moments like that. And number nine is to take care of yourself. Now, I shared with you earlier about how I'm taking care of myself and how um, my views on that or what that looks like for me has changed um, 
in that I'm just slowing down more and just being more present in my life. Um, that is a way that I'm taking care of myself. It may look very different for you, but I think as you embark on this journey, you'll start to know what taking care of yourself looks like for you. It's essential to really getting to where you want to be and just being kind and caring and supportive of yourself as you're on this journey because you're on a new you're on a new path and you're trying something new. You're doing something new. You're doing something different. You're stepping out of your comfort zone. And when you're stepping out of your comfort zone, good self-care is very important and necessary. And number 10, the last one is to be gentle with yourself. You know, it takes time to change your habits. And these habits have been ingrained in you for so long. So you really want to be kind, be kind, be patient. You know, you're going to mess up. (laughs) I'm just going to tell you ahead of time. You're going to mess up and you're going to mess up again. But that's okay because that is a part of the process and that is a part of the journey. You're unlearning and relearning. And that takes time. And you're not going to get it overnight. So be gentle. Be kind. That's all that I have for today. Um, Those were 10 ways that you can start now. 10 habits that you can start now to become the best, become your best self. Um, A few books that I would like to, these are two books. I think I might have shared these before, but I share them all the time. So (laughs) Um, Psycho-Cybernetic. I can't remember the writer of this book and and it's crazy because I read this book all the time. Like I read it all the time and my brain is drawing a blank right now, but psycho cybernetics. I talked earlier about the self image and this book, I've read a ton of transformational books. This is an older book. I think it was written in like the sixties or something, but this book has been such a game changer for me. I've probably been talking about it for the past four years or so (laughs) but I had this book for like three years on a shelf it was recommended to me by by a mentor I bought it never really read it and then finally read it and it changed my life so psycho cybernetics get a better understanding of your self-image and how to start to change your self-image and the second one is atomic habits by James Clear. That book has been very, 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 very helpful in just creating a system of sorts, a kind of simple system to help you to solidify new habits. Because creating a new habit is hard and it takes consistency and being consistent in trying to do something that you are not used to and breaking a habit that you've, you know, may have been subconscious for so long or you didn't even think about it for so long. It can be hard. It, it, it is a challenging thing to do. And so to kind of have a framework or some tips and tricks of how to break old habits and start new ones, I think Atomic Habits is great for that. So those are two um, books that I want to re- recommend. And that's all. That's all I have for you guys. Follow us on Instagram on at Higher Living Space. We're on Instagram and TikTok. And also subscribe to our YouTube channel. And you can also follow me at Latanya Carla on all social media platforms. And I will see you guys in the next episode. Have a wonderful rest of your summer, rest of your week. 
um, and just, you know, take it all in and experience life. Now, (laughs) 